I want to give you a welcome to week three of the series we're doing called Stress Out. Now, we're not talking about stress management because let me tell you something. Stress management is stressful in itself. Can I get an amen? <laughs> I'm talking about let's get the stress out of our lives. We're trying to get the... We're trying to get everything out that robs us of joy. That's what I want to see happen. So a few weeks back, we asked you to do a survey online. We asked you to tell us, what are your stressors? What are the things that are, that are working on you? What are the things that are stressing you out? In week one of this series, we talked about personal finances. Now, uh, everybody's, everybody's dealing with some personal finance issues right now. It's just one of the times that we're in it's the season that we're in and so we gave you some principles for peace we gave you some principles for peace now week two last week we talked about work stress work stress and and we said hey we want you to go from take this job and shove it to take this job and love it that's where we want you to be so we've got to change our perspective about work Today, actually next week, we're talking about parenting stress. I know none of you are having parenting stress right now. I know everything is going so perfect for you parents out there, like it has been for us. I mean, we've had, it's been perfect. This whole quarantine has been perfect. Uh, not, not really, not, not at all, not even close, really. So next week, we're talking about parenting stress on Mother's Day. Want to help a mother out because we're one mother-loving church. We just want to help you mothers out out there, just help you out. All right, now today, you're probably wondering, Ben, why all the luggage? Why you got this baggage on you today? Why, you, why, you get, why, why do you have rolling bags? You got duffel bags? What's the deal, Pastor Ben? And uh, obviously, I would not go anywhere out in town looking like this. I mean, it would be kind of strange. It would be silly. It would be, it would be awkward, right? I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't go anywhere in public looking like this. Um, Right now, pe people are avoiding others because of COVID-19. But if I went out in public like this, they would be avoiding me because they would think this dude's a freak, right? He's, he's a weirdo. Like, what's going on? Why is, why is he looking like that? What's, what's, what's happening? But really, what I want you to see is, I want you, I want you to see that, uh, if you can, I hope you can see the baggage right now. I want you to see that, that this is just an outward picture of an inward sign. Mm, I'm about to preach, y'all. This is what a lot of us look like right now. Uh, uh, these bags, the, the stuff that's weighing us down. And, and many of you look like this on the inside. You're, you're weighed down by life. You're carrying things that you weren't meant to carry. And this is an outward expression of something that's happening to many of you on the inside. I call it excess baggage. Everybody say excess baggage that we, we, got, we all have a little bit of baggage. Now, we wouldn't willingly do this to ourselves. We, we wouldn't willingly carry this stuff around like this, but it happens. It happens because of circumstances. It happens because of guilt. It happens because we let our guard down. It happens because something happened to us. We were offended. There was a hurt. And after a while, what happens is we put on this facade. I mean, look, I, I got my beach shoes on. I got my, I got my beach shirt on. I got my wave shirt on. I'm headed to the beach, y'all. Not really. I wish, though. But it looks like I, I'm putting on this facade. I got my smile on. Man, I'm just, I'm ignoring the signs of hurt and loneliness and depression. And, and I'm just, I'm just going to keep adding the, to the weight of my life and keep carrying all of this baggage with me. And we tell ourselves, Ben, you got to hold it together. You, you got to hold it together. Everything's okay. We're going to get through this. 
We tell other people, man, I'm doing fine. Hey, I've never been better. Glory to God, I've never been better. Hallelujah, praise the Lord God Almighty. We, we, tell, we tell other people, man, I'm, I'm good, but all the while, there, we're, our soul is longing for an escape from the baggage that's weighing us down. We're just praying, God, would you lighten the load? God, would you do something? Would you help me out from, from this baggage? Help me, to, help me, Lord, it's weighing me down. So I wanna, I wanna go right now to, um, to our theme verse. And I wanna tell you, there is good news for you today. Our theme verse, Luke chapter Luke chapter 21, it says, see, I'm not, I can't even point because I got this baggage on me. I, I can't, I, I'm carrying so much stuff. Be careful or your hearts will be weighed down. You're gonna be weighed down with carousing, with drunkenness, with anxieties of life. And that day will close suddenly like a trap. What day is gonna come like a trap? The day of anxieties of life. The day when you're just weighed down. The day when you've got so much going on and you're, and, and you're hurting and you're weighed down with life. It's going to come on you like a trap. Those are the words of Jesus. But hundreds of years before the psalmist David, King David said this in Psalm chapter 31. He said, free me from the trap. Free me from the trap that is set before me. For you're my refuge, Lord. And, and these are some of Jesus' very, very last words. Famous last words, into your hands I commit my spirit. Redeem me, O Lord, the God of truth. What's, what's this trap that David and Jesus are talking about? What's this trap that, that we see them talking about here in Luke and, and Psalm? And I'll tell you this, I, I think it's a trap of worry. I think it's a trap of our anxieties. I think it's a trap to hold on to it. It's, it's a trap when we start to think we can carry this weight all by ourselves and that we don't need any help and that we don't need anyone to come alongside of us. And, 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 and this is just the way it's gonna be. That's the trap. And here's the reality is that we all worry about something. I mean, if we're honest, we all worry about something. So some of you are worried about your health. Man, I hope I don't get that covid I hope I don't get corona. Uh, some of you think you might have had it. Or, or what if you have it now? Or what if you get it? Like, there's a lot of fear and worry about that. In fact, um, my good buddy Boudreaux. I hadn't told a Boudreaux story in a while. Thought I would bring one up for you today. I'm, I'm not a Cajun, but I have a lot of friends who are. And I love my Cajun brothers and sisters. And, and Boudreaux is pretty popular for the Cajuns. So I, I just thought I'd tell you a Boudreaux story. See, Boudreaux, he's worried about his health too. He's worried about getting the virus. He went down to the doctor and he said, Doctor, I'm afraid I'm gonna get the virus. I'm, I'm not feeling too good. I'm, I, I ain't feeling good. And the doctor said, Boudreaux, you healthy. You're gonna, you're gonna live at least till you're 60 years old. And Boudreaux said, I am 60. And the doctor said, see, I told you. <laughs> yeah. Some of us are worried about our health, right? Um, uh, some people worry about their work situation. Some people worry about their finances. That was funny, y'all. Y'all gotta admit that was, that was funny. But some people worry about college funds, 401k. Like, what, what's going on? The, we're, our world is turned upside down right now. He, so here's what we're gonna do today. We're gonna look at one of Jesus' most famous sermons. It's called the Sermon on the Mount. It's found in Matthew 5, 6, and 7. And there's an entire section in this sermon that he gives on the topic of worry. 
So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to read through it with you. It's found in Matthew chapter 6, verse 24. And Jesus says, No one can serve two masters. You, you can't serve God and worry. You can't serve God and anxieties. He says, because you're going to hate one and you're going to love the other. You'll be devoted to one and you'll despise the other. You cannot serve both God and money or what money can buy for that matter. You can't serve what money could do for you. And, and I think for a lot of us, it's, it's the money or lack of money that causes us to worry. It, and he says you can't serve both. You can't serve God and money. God and worries. God and fear. Verse 25, he says, that's why I tell you, don't worry. Do not worry about your everyday life. Whether you're going to have enough food or drink or enough clothes to wear. Isn't life more than food and your body more than clothing? He goes on to say, look, look at the birds. They don't, they don't plant, they don't harvest, they don't store food in barns, for your heavenly Father feeds them. He says, aren't, aren't you more valuable than a bird? Look at me, church. Aren't you more valuable than a bird? And if he'll take care of the birds of the air, He'll take care of you. He says, can all of your worries, all of, all, of this, all of this baggage that you're adding to your life by worrying, all of this excess that, that you're bringing on yourself, can it add a single moment to your life? The answer is no. On verse 26, or 20, 28 and 29 says, why worry about your clothing? Look at the lilies of the field and how they grow. They don't work, they don't make their clothing, yet the richest wisest man in all of the world Solomon in all of his glory was not dressed like one of those beautiful lilies he says if God cares so wonderfully about a wildflower he cares for that if he cares so much about that something that's here today and tomorrow is thrown into the fire he will certainly care for you so he says why do you have little faith why are you so concerned why do you have why do you have little faith? And the question that he gives us is, is, pretty, is pretty in your face. Why, why, do you, why are you doubting? Why don't you believe me? And that's what worry is. It's a lack of belief that God can take care of us. Worry is, is a statement to God that I don't think you know what you're doing. I, I don't, God, I'm concerned that you don't really have the right things at the forefront of your mind. I'm concerned that you don't really have an idea of what, of what you really should be doing right now. God, I'm, I'm, I'm worried about that. And, and you're saying, God, you need to, you're not paying attention to the right things. There's, there's more, God. And so we take back what we, sh what we should give him. We take it back and we hold on to it for ourselves. We're adding stress to our lives when we try to carry our own burdens. So we've got to turn it over to God. So I want to show you today. I want to, I want to show you how to let go of worry. How to let, just let it go. And I want to give you some practical Christianity. And before we do that though, I want to show you one passage of scripture that, that really is what might be the most important thing I tell you today. It's, it's, actually, um, it's actually found in Philippians. And it ought to be a life verse for us. Philippians chapter 6 says, says don't worry about anything. Everybody say, don't worry. don't worry. 
Be happy. No, it doesn't say be. It doesn't say that part. Uh, don't worry. Mm, mm, mm. Be happy. That's not scripture, though. So, uh, but it does say. Paul says, "Don't worry about anything." Okay, Paul, you don't want me to worry. What should I do? Pray. Don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Pray about everything. Well, Pastor Ben, should, should I pray about whether I should have a Sprite or a Dr. Pepper? I don't know. I know some people who do pray like that, though. They'd be like, our, our most gracious Heavenly Father, we beseech thine throne of grace. For thou art holy, most Lord God, almighty-ish Lord. Like, thy, thee before thou, except after thine. Right? Just... Thou, thou art holy, thine most wonderful. Like we're trying to talk about King James Version. He's like, I don't care whether you have Sprite or Dr. Pepper. It doesn't make a difference to me. But what should I pray about? Pray about, the, pray, about, pray about the things that matter to you. Pray about the things you're worried about. That's what I'm saying. Don't worry about it. Pray about it. So, so and, and prayer is not this... Like, uh, it's not this moment where you're waxing eloquent and you're trying to impress other people with, with big words that you know and churchy stuff. It's not like that at all. He says, just pray about it. Just talk to God about it. Tell Him your needs. That's part of what prayer is. And then look at this. Don't forget to thank Him for His answers. Now, His answer might not always be what you want to hear. He might give an answer that says, no, not right now. No, maybe later. Or he might give you what you've prayed for and it turned out to be the wrong thing. But don't forget to thank him for it. <laughs> don't forget to thank him for his answers. And it goes on, he says, if you do this, if I do what? If you pray about everything. If you'll pray about it, you're going to experience God's peace. Which is far more wonderful than the human mind can understand. Sign me up for that, y'all. I want peace that I can't understand. His peace will keep your thoughts and your hearts quiet and at rest as you trust in Christ Jesus. Pray about it. Take your burdens to the Lord and pray about it. So, there's one thing I learned about, uh, I don't know how many years ago I learned it, but it's been something that has helped me tremendously over the last several years. When, when we see Paul tell us, hey, don't, you, don't need to, you don't need to worry, pray. When, when we hear him say that, it can seem easier said than done. But I want to challenge you today to turn your anxious thoughts into prayers. That whatever you're worried about, turn that thing into a prayer. Whatever it is that's consuming you, whatever it is that you're wringing your hands over, whatever it is that you're frustrated about, turn it into a prayer. So it's like this. Man, I don't know how I'm going to pay the mortgage. I lost my job. I don't know what to do. I'm, I'm, I'm just, I, I don't know how this is going to work out. You're worried? Turn that into a prayer. God, I thank you that you supply all of my needs according to your riches and glory. God, I thank you that you are for me and you are not against me. You've never failed me yet and you won't start now, God. I thank you that you're going to provide everything I need and that me and my kids, we won't have to be out on the street. You're going to take care of us. This mortgage, this rent payment, it's going to be, it's, it's going to be paid and I thank you in advance for that. You turn it into a prayer. I, I don't know what I'm going to do. I lost my job. My hours were cut. I don't know what I'm going to do. 
turn it into a prayer. God, I thank you that my resume is on the top of every desk right now. I thank you that as they look through those resumes, mine comes to the top, and, and it's one that stands out to them, God. I thank you, Father, that, that you are giving me favor with employers, and, and you're giving, you're, you've already got the right job lined up for me, God. I thank you that it is uh, better pay, better benefits. Lord, I thank you that you're pointing the way and you're clearing the path, and I'm just going to walk in it, God. You turn that anxiety, that worry, into a prayer. Well, I don't know what I'm going to do about my rebellious son. He's, he's on drugs. He's, he's living a life that's not pleasing to God. He's, he's running far from God. I don't know what to do. I'm worried about him. Turn it into a prayer. God, your word says that if we will, if, if we will raise our kids in the way they should, they should go, that when they're old, they won't depart from you. So, Lord, I thank you that he knows. She knows the truth. They know what's right. They, they feel the conviction of the Holy Spirit right now. And I thank you, Holy Spirit, you're wrapping your arms around them to show them your love and your mercy and your kindness and your grace. See, you're turning that anxiety, you're turning that worry, that thing that stresses you out, you're turning that into a prayer. You're turning it into a prayer. And here's the, here's the deal. As much as you know the presence of God by peace, you can know the presence of the enemy by worry, by anxiety, by fear. As much as you know the presence of God by peace, you can know the presence of the enemy by worry. I'm convinced of this, that worry exists in our life because we allow it to exist. That, that we, we take on this excess baggage because we allow it. it. I know this is a little bit in, a little bit maybe in your face right now, but God has commanded us not to worry. And God would never command us to do something that is impossible. He wouldn't, he wouldn't ask us to do something that we couldn't do. Well, how do I do it? Through the power of the Holy Spirit. That's how we do it. That's how we do it. See, the key to worrying less is, is just praying more, <laughs> relying on the power of the Holy Spirit. And it blows me away how many times people pray last. It's the last resort when it ought to be our first resort. It ought to be the first thing that we do. Take our burdens to Him. Take our worries to Him. The Bible says to cast all your cares on Him. Why? So He can take care of your needs? No, because He cares for you. Cast your cares on Him because He cares for you. So here's my goal today. Here's my goal. Is that when you log off of here in just a little bit, my prayer for you is that you will log off here lighter than you came in Jesus' name. You'll, 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 you'll feel lighter. You'll have less baggage, less weight, less things weighing you down. And, and I want you to leave with less worry than you came. And I believe you can do that today. I want, you, I want to show you three truths today. Three truths about worry. And then I'm going to give you three practical steps. A practical step with each one of these truths to just help you surrender that thing to God, okay? And I got to tell you, I'm hurting up here. I, like, I got this bag on that doesn't have anything in it. I got baggage all over me. It's empty, but it's, it's hurting. It's weighing me down. And some of you, you have physical ailments because you carry an emotional baggage. You're carrying some worries. You're carrying some anxieties that you weren't meant to carry. So, so go with me. Follow along with me as I show you some truths about worry and how we can just take a practical step to get it out of our life. All right? Number one is this. Number one is worry is unnecessary. <laughs> 
that's it Ben yeah yeah that's it it's unnecessary I, I know that's really simple I know that that's something that like you probably could have figured that out on your own but I'm telling you it's unnecessary but but it has to be one of my points because all of us are worrying about something we're all stressing about something and and here's the truth we can't change anything by worrying not a thing in fact um, most of our worries never even happen you ever thought about that before our most of our worries don't even they, 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 it's not even about today it's about something else it's, it's not about the here and now. It's unnecessary. And we weigh ourselves down with imaginations and hallucinations and conversations that, that we think we need to have with somebody. And we worry ourselves. And we believe things that were never said, that were never done. And we're worried about something that might be way off in the far distant future. And, and we're worried. So what does Jesus have to say about that? In Matthew chapter 6, he says, can, can you add... Can you, by worrying, add a single hour to your life? No. It's, it's unnecessary. It doesn't help you in any way. It's not beneficial to you to worry. It doesn't help you accomplish what God wants to accomplish in your life. Not at all. So here's the practical step. The practical step is, if you want to worry less, you need to know God more. If you want to worry less, you need to know God more. See, when you get to know God, you're going to get to know His nature. You're going to get to know His character. And God doesn't want you weighed down with anything. And I know that might be contrary. It might be opposite of the way some of you were brought up. That You, you were brought up to believe that God put things on you. That what you were going through right now was from God. And, and I'm just saying God doesn't want you burdened he doesn't want you weighed down as you get to know God you're going to find out he already knows what you need he's, he's got you he knows what you need and I don't want to sound harsh at all but I had this kind of moment where I, I just realized this week that God is not concerned about my situation he's not concerned about your situation now let me explain what I mean there. He's not worried about it. He's not worried. You may be worried about your situation. God's not worried about it. He's not concerned. He's not in heaven going, Jesus, help me. What are we going to do? He's, he's not going, I, di I didn't see this one coming. This, this one blindsided me. I don't know what we're going to do. Jesus, take the wheel. We've got to do something here. He's not doing it. He's not concerned about your situation. Oh man, he loves you so much. He cares for you. He wants to lift that burden. He's not a worry wart. He's not wringing his hands. Not at all. Matthew chapter 6 verse 32 says, it's actually the people who don't know God that are the ones who worry. It's, it's people who don't know God and the way he works who worry over these things. They worry about what they're going to eat and drink and wear and do. But we're Christians we're people of God. We, we don't have to worry about that. We don't have to worry. It's unnecessary to worry. The second thing I want to tell you about worry is it's unbecoming. It's, it, let me say it this way. It's not Christ-like. To be a Christian means to be like Christ. So if, if we're a Christian and if we're like Christ, then 
then worry is unbecoming. It's, it's not really something he, he did or we should do. Now, I, th- I thought about this for a second. Um, there was a moment in Jesus' life where he was so stressed that he, he sweat. Like he sweated, he sweated drops of blood. He was pretty stressed. But he didn't stress out. He wasn't sweating drops of blood when he fed 5,000 people with a Happy Meal. Come on, somebody. That, like he sweat drops of blood when he was about to go to the cross. That's a little bit different story. And, and there are some things that, that are going on in our lives and God's saying, hey, I got this. Quit, don't sweat it. It's, it's gonna be okay. Worry is unbecoming. So what's the practical step? If worry isn't Christ-like and I wanna worry less, then I need to put God first. Put God first in every single area of your life. You put him first in your time, in your talent, in your treasure. You put him first in every single area of your life. Um, we started off this message today with, with a scripture from Matthew 6 that said you can't serve two masters. You can't serve God and something else. You can only serve one master. In other words, there can't be two things in first place in your life. Oh, there can only be one first place. And the way I like to say it is if God isn't your number one, then don't be surprised if your life feels like a number two. I said it. Come on. I had a friend in Alabama, Roger Ham, who wrote a song one time said, If I can't be your number one, number two on you. <laughs> Promise he did. <laughs> um, so if, if God's not first in your life, hey, don't be surprised if life feels like it's falling apart. But, but I want you to understand this, that when, when you accept Christ, it's not like, like being a Christian isn't some sort of magic eight ball that makes everything happen and, and there's no problems and there's no stress and there's no worry. That's not the promise. The promise is you can have peace in the middle of the stress, in the middle of the anxiety. You can have peace. You can have the peace. So Matthew 6.33 says it this way. Jesus said, seek first his kingdom. Seek, seek at some point along the way seek the kingdom of God and everything else will be added to you no one of these days when you have time and, and you can really buckle down with your relationship with God then, then seek him and then everything's going to be okay no one, one day a week on Sunday when you go to church when you pull it up online seek him on that day and then everything else will be added no it says seek him first above everything else and when you do all these things what things the things you're worried about the things that concern you the things that keep you up at night all those things will be added to you will be given to you as well he wants to take care of you he wants to meet your needs so I'm asking you what would it look like if you put God first in your time and your talent and in your treasure what would it look like if if you if you went above and beyond, if you gave God a year, right? Some of you are worried about things in your life because you don't have anything else to do. <laughs> I just, just straight up. That's, that's all you have to do. All you have is time on your hands. 
too much time on your hands. You got too much on your hands right now. And you just worry it. You need to find something else to do with that time. You need to find somebody to serve with that time. You need to find a way to be generous with that time. You need to find something else that you can do with that time and give it to God. I like this. That if you will pour your life into things that are at the top of God's list, He'll take care of the things that are on your list. If you'll take time to, to pour, like pour your life into the things that are on the top of God's list, he will take care of the rest of your list. This thought came to me earlier this week as I prepared for the message that when I think about the eternal, when I think about the fact that I'm heaven bound, that, that at the end of all of this life, I'm going to heaven. When I think about the eternal, I'm not worried about the external, the things all around me. Why? Because I'm settled on the internal. I'm settled on the inside. And because of that, I don't have to worry. You'll ask my wife, I'm just not, I'm not a worrier. Things can be falling down around me. I'm just not, I'm not gonna, not gonna worry about it. Because I'm focused on the eternal. I know that heaven's my home. And I, I, because of that, I don't have to worry about what's going on around me. Because I'm settled right here. I'm settled right here the third thing i want you to know about worry is that it is unfruitful it's unfruitful it produces zero fruit in your life it it doesn't help you doesn't benefit you it, it doesn't draw you closer to god worry is unfruitful so I, i've never heard anybody in my life say man i feel so much better after worrying all day man Man, I, I, I am, man, I'm so grateful that I spent all morning worrying, said no one ever, right? No, nobody, nobody says that. Worry doesn't produce good things in us. So, if, if that's true, if worry's unfruitful, if it doesn't produce good things in my life, and I need to worry less, then, then the practical step is I just need to live for today. This, this is so profound, y'all, because so many of us, we're piling our tomorrows onto today. We're piling what's not even happened yet onto today. Jesus said it in Matthew chapter 6. He said, don't worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about itself. Tomorrow's going to worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. Listen to me. You, today has enough trouble of its own. Why on earth would you take the trouble of tomorrow that's not here yet and, and add it to what's going on in your life today? He says, don't worry about it. Tomorrow will take care of itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. Listen to me. Live a day at a time. Just live one day at a time. And don't open the umbrella until it starts to rain. You're worried about whatever it is. Don't worry about tomorrow. It's coming. Tomorrow's on its way. 
See, the enemy robs us so many times of, of the things that God wants to do in our lives because we worry about tomorrow. Several years ago, I had a dream. And uh, there, I have two kinds of dreams. I have dumb dreams that don't mean a thing. And then I have dumb dreams that do. All right? Those are my two kinds of dreams. And, and a few years ago, I had a dream that was one of those dreams that meant something to me. And in my dream, there was a man who was clearly my enemy. He had this indescribable power over me in the dream. And, and there, there came a time when I was supposed to fight this man. I'm supposed to fight this guy who has this power over me. And I had a weapon. I had a gun. Now, this, this is not about gun rights, so don't turn it into that, please. But, but I had a gun as a weapon. And, and the man had no weapon. He had no weapon, but he had an indescribable power to, to torment me, to, uh, to in a way control me. And, and he had, like, it, it was so oppressive and so dark in the dream. The interesting thing is, is I could have ended it any time I wanted. I mean, I had a gun. I could, have, I could have stopped it in its tracks. I could have pulled the trigger and it would all been over just like that. But, but I didn't. I didn't do anything. I didn't do anything. And then I woke up. I wrote about the dream in my journal. I'm not a, a dreams kind of guy. I don't have a lot of dreams. But I just kind of wrote what I thought it meant for me. Maybe, it, maybe this will help you. In the dream, I, I just see the man as representing the baggage that we live with. The worry, the anxiety, the fear, the doubt, the frustrations, the stress. That's the man in the dream. He represents all of our excess baggage. He has no weapon. He has no authority in your life except what you give him. He only comes to steal, kill, and destroy. He comes to torment. The gun represents the power of God, though. The gun represents the Holy Spirit's power in our lives to change the situation, to cast out the oppression, to, to live free from the baggage. When I chose, in the dream, when I chose not to use the gun to defeat my enemy, when I chose not to use the power of God to defeat my enemy, I gave him permission to continue the oppression in my life. So the baggage is going to remain as long as you allow it to remain. The worry is going to weigh you down as long as you allow it to weigh you down. The fear is going to weigh you down as long as you allow the tormentor to torment you with it. We have the power of the Holy Spirit in our lives. And we've got to realize that. See, today, there's somebody watching that you're being held prisoner by the baggage that you carry, by your worries, by your fears. 
And for some of you today, you're in danger of developing what? What's called the Stockholm Syndrome. The Stockholm Syndrome is, is a syndrome where prisoners begin to express empathy and sympathy and positive feelings toward their tormentor. They even begin to defend their tormentor. And there's maybe somebody watching this morning and you've become so used to the baggage that you just can't imagine life without it. It's just, it's just part of who you are. Not, nobody else can see it. You've got a smile on your face, but you carry it around like it's just, it's just part of your life. Like your identity has been shaped by the excess baggage, by the worry, by the fear. You've carried your baggage so long that you're, you're beginning to, it's becoming an object of your affection. Don't, hey, don't talk about my baggage. Don't, don't talk about that. Don't, don't talk about that part of me that I don't want anybody to know about or anybody to, to poke there. And you stick up for your baggage. And it's, you, you make excuses for your baggage because it's, it's near and dear to your heart. You've had it for so long you can't do without it. And I'm just telling you that today is the day that can change. Today is the day that can change so Pastor Ben I want it bad man I'm tired of carrying it I'm wore out I'm physically worn out from carrying the weight of my burdens the weight of my worries I want it I want it I want it to stop I'm tired what do I do the Bible says the first thing we got to do is repent and that, that just simply means to change your mind about how you feel about the baggage Change your mind about how you feel about, about the excess. Change your mind about how you feel about it. To, 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 to decide, I'm not going to do it anymore. Can I, can I say it this way? Drop the baggage. Drop the baggage. Get rid of the baggage. Get it out of your life. I'm done with it. I'm tired of it. Repent from it. Change your mind. Change the way you feel about it. And then renounce the baggage. You say... You will have no influence in my life anymore. You will not control me anymore. Worry and fear and anxiety and doubt, you will not, you will not speak into my life. You will not have influence in my life anymore. And number three is you replace that baggage with the Holy Spirit. See, now that I'm not carrying that weight around, I, I can embrace the Holy Spirit in a more powerful way. I, I, there's plenty of room Holy Spirit come fill me up come lead me come guide me come direct me replace all of that baggage all that stuff we've been dealing with with the Holy Spirit so today I want to close out with this question what's the Holy Spirit saying to you right now what's he whispering in your heart today some of you today you need to drop the baggage it's time for you to repent, renounce, and replace. You've been carrying it around way too long. You're worn out physically. Like, I'm, I'm hurting right now, church. And I've just been carrying it for about 30 minutes. Some of you have been carrying it for decades. Not today. It ends today in Jesus' name. I want to pray for you right now. If that's you, if, if you're dealing with, with the excess baggage, the worry, all of that that, that that Jesus talked about today, I don't want you to go another day without it. And I want you to surrender it to God right now. 
Right now, surrender it to God. So take your hands, just like this. Take your hands, and whatever you've been carrying it, I want you to empty it out at the feet of Jesus right now. And I'm going to pray for you. Lord, I pray right now for every brother and sister who's dealing with some excess baggage. they got some things going on in their life right now. Worry and fear and anxiety. Lord, we know it's, un, it's unnecessary, but we've added it to our lives anyway. We, we know that it's unbecoming. It's not Christ-like. It doesn't draw us close closer to Jesus and it's unfruitful it doesn't produce the good things that God wants to do in our life so we repent right now we ask you to forgive us for agreeing with the lies of worry fear anxiety that lead to stress in the name of Jesus would you forgive us we repent we change our mind we say we will not pick it back up we renounce the lies of the enemy we renounce the fear we renounce the influence that worry had on us we renounce the influence that shame and guilt and condemnation and doubt had on us we renounce it in Jesus name and Holy Spirit we ask you to fill us fresh and new today in Jesus name in Jesus name and right where you are there's some people who today you're, you're, you're with us today you're watching and, and you've been carrying the weight of your guilt and the weight of your shame for far too long and it's a heavy weight it's a heavy shame it's, it's, it's burdening you it, it is heavy for you right now and maybe you've never had a relationship with Jesus maybe you've never encountered his love in a powerful way maybe you've fallen away from God maybe you've drifted away from God it's time for you to drop that weight today Quit carrying, quit trying to pay for your own sin. Quit trying to pay for your, your own mistakes. Today, receive Jesus Christ. And if that's you, if you're watching right now, I want to lead you in a prayer. All right? I want to lead you in a prayer. Repeat this after me. Say, Jesus, I give you my life. I can't carry this anymore. I repent of my sin. Will you cleanse me? Will you forgive me? Will you wash me? Make me new. Give me a fresh start. And from this day forward, I will follow you. I will serve you. I will live for you the best that I know how. Be my Lord and Savior. In Jesus' name, amen.